Hello and welcome to a Tuesday, January 16th edition of the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Harris, and I've got my guy Kenny here as we go ahead and take down a three-game slate that's going to be gracing us on this Tuesday in the aftermath of a pretty uh, big day of hoops from morning afternoon all the way tonight for Martin Luther King Day. Uh, myself just getting back from the uh, Raptors one of that, which is actually pretty surprising because usually we never get to host a home game on uh, Martin Luther King Day, so it was kind of an interesting uh, interesting dynamic over there. Didn't change the result, though. Got our absolute butt handed to us by the Celtics, even without Jalen Brown. Just not a good scenario at the moment, but uh, Kenny, how are things going? A, a little bit uh, better overall with, uh, with the Clippers, at least from your side, but uh, how about that loss to the Wolves? <laughs> Um, I mean, we we had Zubak as a late scratch, so I wasn't I wasn't expected too much. Um, we ended up giving off I want to say ten, twelve more free throws in the Wolves, and it was only a three game loss. So I'll take that. Um, mm-hmm. Going on to today, like I'm, I always love Martin Luther King Day since we get the little ten a.m. games, but I felt like they usually um, give the morning a few more games than usual. Um, usually we have like three morning games and I felt like we only had two this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but when it came to quality of basketball, I felt like it was a real question mark today. Not too many competitive games on the slate. Um, Magic and Knicks was a decent watch. Um, Miami and Brooklyn actually turned out to be an OT game, but outside of that, not the greatest quality of basketball on display today. Yeah, no doubt. And then you had uh, the, I don't even know what to call this Memphis Grizzlies team anymore, but they went ahead and pulled out a victory against the Golden State Warriors with Draymond back for his first game after his uh, indefinite suspension, which ended up being about 12 games. So, yeah, interesting uh, interesting dynamic on how things are going. And the West just continues to be a really weird puzzle to be able to try to solve as we get further into the season here. But jumping into the three games that we have, which in and of itself could be a pretty interesting puzzle to solve because uh we're gonna start with uh, talking about the uh, denver and uh, philly game over here which is you know the one that doesn't have any sort of a spread for it and it really comes down to the fact that it's a bunch of denver players in fact their whole starting lineup that has been listed as questionable coming into this game and it almost seems like this is one of those games that might be you know a rest one for them uh it's a bunch of different things that could potentially be out of here but now, I'll get you to kind of talk through because I was uh, you know, a bit, bit weirded out in terms of how to best approach this. You know, Embiid has obviously been absolutely killing it, got back, it looked like he hadn't left uh, left at all and ended up dropping that uh, 41-point game to continue his streak. But you know, if no one's playing on, on Denver, kind of what are you looking at as far as the, uh, the roster is a selfish concern? Where's your areas of value here? Um, I mean, let's just take the case that most of these players who are questionable are out. I probably won't have too much interest in um, any player under, I mean, any player over 5K on this um, on this game since I really don't see how Joel would get a full amount of minutes. Um, really don't see Matty getting a full amount of minutes. So when it comes to like parts, I'm gonna pick up on the Denver side. I might have some interest in um, Kristen Braun. Um or uh, which holiday brother do they have? Um, is it Justin Holiday? They do, yeah, but he's 
or it is Justin Holiday who's there on the side. It's just, I guess, I mean, miss, he's going to end up playing as a result been what DNP for the last uh, game and the one before that. Hey, if they trying to take out what we got six questionable players right now, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they will actually have them in. Um, when it comes to the Philly side, again, I will just approach you with caution. I might throw in a little bit of, um, uh, man, cannot even think of old dude's name right now. Um, the Morris brother. Oh, Marcus. Marcus Morris. Might throw in Marcus Morris, but really don't see myself attacking this game too much until the news is out. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think really looking at uh, where the news is at. And I know I didn't get to, a chance to plug it in early, but that's why you got to be on Sports Ethos' DFS Pass so you can keep yourself up to date with it and get yourself subscribed. But really... Yeah, the questionable side of the news is going to be everything about it. I'm, I'm right there with you, Christian Brown. Definitely a, uh, a big area to potentially look at. I was also going to you know, go with that same assumption that if Embiid's not going to play much, I, I still, still like Paul Reed for that 5,600. I think he'll end up getting enough minutes regardless, just based on the fact that Embiid will probably pay about 20 minutes and go ahead and, uh, and put up enough points to maybe get uh, maybe get somewhere close to that 30-point streak, which I'm sure he wants to keep going. But not not uh, too too much else over here. I definitely want to save up for some of these other games as far as it's going. But from a uh, from a Denver perspective, outside, outside of Sasha Brown, I would also I say that uh, Peyton Watson is one that I have a little bit of interest in. We got to see what he could do kind of earlier on in the season when he got the opportunity to play about twenty plus minutes over there. Showed that he has kind of that capability to be a little bit of a, a stat stuffer across the board. So. You know, if he's going to get that opportunity to be able to get back and play in the front court and get uh, 20 plus minutes, he should be in a pretty good spot to do quite well here. So lots to think about as far as that game's concerned. But I guess where the uh, meat of it is going to come in is going to be in this uh, Sacramento Phoenix matchup that we're lo- looking at over here with a, a 243 game total being uh, put up on here. So again, one of the uh, higher scoring ones in general. And I mean, I think we've just gotten used to seeing these crazy totals become a norm now. Defense is really just uh, going out. Or maybe offense is just that incredible. I don't even know what to say anymore. But Phoenix is favored to win by five on, on this game over here. And as far as uh, as far as injuries are concerned, uh, by and large, uh, things are looking pretty good, except for the fact that uh, for Sacramento, Keegan Murray is questionable for this game. With, uh, with his hip, so we'll see if he actually gets himself out there on the floor or if uh, we get an opportunity to see another uh, Trey Lyles 30-plus minute sighting. But uh, what are you looking at as far as this game's concerned? Um, with this game, uh, with the price up, it's just going to be the usual spec- suspects. Um, definitely going to think about plugging Sabonis in. This is a potential triple-double spot form. Um on the Phoenix side, I'm actually going to be spinning up on um, Booker in this matchup instead of um, Durant. Uh, for 9-1, I really do feel like he's probably going to be the best guard on this slate. And given the matchup, especially with that high of a total, I really do feel like this is a potential double-double spot for him. For my mid-tier plays, I'm looking more so on these, um, I don't even know what to call them on um phoenix um man i can't really call them mid tier you know the questionable rotational players who might get 20 minutes in the game you know what mm. i'm talking about <laughs> those fringe guys the fringe guys that are there. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like um with these players i'm gonna take a more of a like it towards um base d ops for this matchup 
Um, and if you really want to take a gamble, you can also throw um, Eubanks in there as well. Um, on the Sacramento side, if you want to take a gamble, Alex Lynn should be able to see 10 to 15 minutes and at a 3-4 price tag, he should be able to let you plug in an extra star if you're looking at doing that. Uh, mid-tier plays on a Sacramento side, I've been kind of cautious about playing Harrison Barnes lately. Um, but he did get you a 30-minute spot a couple games ago. And, of course, it's Keegan Murray's out. I feel like he could get another 30-minute spots in this game. So, for 7 that's somebody I will take a flyer on. If you want to get a little bit more risky, um, I won't even really call it risky. Um, if you just want to take a chance on if Malik Monk's going to have a nice game or not, I feel like you could play him for 6-5. I do feel like he's overpriced because his floor can be about 15 uh, fantasy points. And on a three-game slate, that's something you don't really want to do. Um, he, he does have an upside of about 40 fantasy points, but I don't really see that in this spot. Um, so if you're okay with getting 25 to 30 fantasy points out of a leak month for 6-5, um, that's something you could probably play in cash. That's all I got. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And uh, I mean, Malik Monk definitely has uh, you know, that capability to be that boomer bust player on there. Much in the same vein as how I'm looking at Kevin Herder on this one as well. I mean, he had been just completely lost as far as his offense had been concerned for, I want to say, a, a good bit over a month at this point. Ended up losing his starting spot, ended up losing his minutes, and just altogether looked uh, look out of it. And then all of a sudden comes back uh, against Milwaukee and puts up uh, his best performance of the season over there. So whether that's going to be and the start of a, of a little bit of confidence for him. That's really what uh, what one's hoping for, especially as uh, probably someone who uh, enjoys watching Kevin Herter and enjoys watching Sacramento when things get going. So uh, at 5,500, I think it's a similar kind of story as what you're seeing with Malik Monk, but with a little less, I guess, risk from a pure dollar perspective over here. But in a three-game slate where pretty much one game, we can expect that, uh, as we were just talking about with the Denver Philly one, the studs are not going to be heavily taken on there, which means you probably have a good amount of money to be able to, uh, to potentially put into uh, put into place for both this game as well as the one coming up after this. So, you know, if uh, if you're looking at some of those studs, you already mentioned Devin Booker. I was right there with you in terms of liking him over a uh, over a Kevin Durant in this matchup. I actually think that Booker has a good shot to be the highest kind of pure uh, DK point scorer on the night over here. Obviously, coming off of two uh, straight 50 plus point games as well. Uh, so, you know, lots to like as far as his uh, his opportunity here is concerned, and Sacramento's perimeter defense has been porous to say the least. So lots of opportunity to be able to put up some big stats. And if I'm going with Booker, I may very well find myself running it back with uh, with De'Aaron Fox on on the other side as well. Uh, from a positive standpoint, he's already had two great games this season against Phoenix, uh, averaging 52 DK points in those two games over there, shooting both 48% from the field and 46% from three in that time. So. A lot to a lot to like in a up-tempo matchup. Not really much defense to be played here. So if it is going to be that kind of five-point spread that we're looking at with Phoenix, we should be able to see a full and a boatload of minutes for a De'Aaron Fox, who's sitting at nine thousand, and not necessarily a smash dunk or slam dunk play as far as his uh, his price tag is concerned. But I do like what he has the opportunity to be able to do. And if he can get kind of everything going as we've been seeing earlier against Phoenix, we could see him with a 50-plus uh, uh, points night here yet again for them. 
And then uh, as far as uh, the other side of, of Phoenix is concerned as well, uh, I continue to still like uh, Bradley Beal as a potential option to be able to take. I think he you know, gives you a little bit more comfort from a floor perspective while not being so much more expensive than where Malik Monk is sitting at now. So depending on kind of some of these other uh, value pieces that we've been talking about, I may be able to basically slot him in where I'd be potentially looking at uh, a a bit of a flyer as far as uh, Malik Monk is concerned for his price tag. So yeah, it's it's been kind of weird because Beal has had uh, games throughout the season where he just is weirdly passive and ends up not uh, not really contributing in those and supporting stats is the way that we've seen it in kind of other parts, not only of this season, but obviously throughout his career. But we started to see that be a little bit more on a, a positive trend here. He's been averaging about uh, five and a half assists for the last uh, for the last two weeks now. Positive trend as far as that's concerned. And uh, the other side that's helping is that uh, he's also been kind of sneakily good as far as rebounding is concerned, averaging about uh, about about five and a half to six at that side as well. So as long as he can get a shot going. And put up the uh, the kind of field goal attempts that we're hoping to see on a uh, consistent basis with him, kind of closer to that high teens rather than some of those 12, 13 field goal attempts games that he had. Then he has a good bit of opportunity to get get going from there. Uh, but last game of the night, OKC going up against uh, your LA Clippers. Clippers at home. OKC just uh, finished up their game against the uh, LA Lakers, where they unfortunately did end up on the losing end. But it is. Uh, back-to-back for them like, coming in. Not that that's necessarily been the biggest problem as far as OKC is concerned, given that they're obviously super young and uh, very much set up in uh, in how their rotation is looking from that perspective. But kind of how are you attacking the slate? Who are the Clippers that you're potentially focusing on and uh, who do you like from the OKC side? Um, you, know, you know, I'm more so focusing on the OKC side. The way they've been running their rotation lately, it seems like they're looking to trade one or two players since um recently um i want to say trey man had a couple minutes um the last game they didn't play him at all this game they actually play uh usman dang about uh 15 minutes they also ran Mitrix about 15 minutes so i i really think um their second unit is more so going to be a couple players they look at the trade try to get them a few more minutes make make a little bit more interest in these players uh, but when it comes to this slate, I'm, of course, going to be looking at SGA. He always seemed to, you know, want to have a little revenge game against the Clippers. Um, and even though it's a back-to-back, I do feel like that will lower his ownership. So, you know, any any usual three-game slate, well, we got a couple big names on this. Um, you will probably see him at 15 20% in the GPP, around 30% in cash. This time around, you might see him 10% of GPP, 15, 20% of cash. On the Clipper side, you want to pick one or the other out of um, Choir George. I'm going to lean more towards George, but I feel like um, the field is going to lean more so on um, Kwai. Then when it comes to Harden, should you play him, should you not play him? I... I'm personally going to fade him. I really do see a lot of people who will probably try to load up on him and Kwai and Zubak on this um, three-game slate, but I'm going to be thinking a little bit different. Um, I'm going to be loading up on um, PG uh, Westbrook and also going to take, depending on on, on the news, um, I would take a GPP shot on Amir Coffee in this matchup. 
Um, like I said, it really just depends on the news. Um, for the Thunder side, I already said SGA. When it goes to mid-tier plays, I won't have any um, interest in Giddy, but I will have some interest in the other Jalen Williams. Is he still being called the other Jalen Williams? I, I'm not sure <laughs> how they differentiate him anymore since um, the other Jalen Williams don't get any more playing time, really. But the um, Santa Clara Jalen Williams. Um, I'm going to probably have a little bit of ownership in him. He should be able to be played in both GPP and a cash. Then if you want to take a flyer on the OKC side, um, you could run Michik. It seemed like they're trying to push him, give him a few more minutes per game. So he should get you around 15, 20 minutes in this matchup. And if a shot falls, he could get you 12 actual points. Um, outside of that, um, if you want to play like a um, Isaiah Joe or Cation Wallace in cash game, that's seem about fair. They both should get around 15 to 20 minutes, but that's all I really see in this OKC um, Clippers game. Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I mean, for, first of all, from a uh, from an injury perspective, and we kind of already got the news that Zubac is not going to be playing this game against OKC, so that's uh, probably going to open up a little bit of time again for Daniel Tice to get himself uh, kind of a, a few more minutes on here. Again, not necessarily the sexiest play on huh, what he can do, and you're really just hoping for him to have you know a couple of a couple of stats across the board, kind of similar to what we what he did against uh, Memphis uh, a couple of a couple of nights ago, where ended up on near 30 DK points, really just getting about five, uh, you know, five points, five rebounds, and just a couple of steals, a couple of assists that just end up working around to get him pretty good value. I think that's a, a decent place to be able to go ahead and get him on there. That being said, it probably opens up a little bit more opportunity for someone like a Chet Holmgren to be a little bit more assertive in this matchup there. You know that uh, LA, the Clippers are really going to try to load up on on Shea, probably put Kawhi on him as much as possible to you know, try to get a little bit out there. It's really Chet that could find himself in, with more of an opportunity to be able to express himself offensively. Uh, he didn't really play a full uh, load of minutes the last time he uh, ended up against the Clippers. I think he ended up playing about 27 minutes on that one. Still ended up with a, a 41 DK point night on there. So you know, a lot to like, of course, as far as he's concerned. And uh, you know, if he can get uh, himself one of those uh, block nights that he's had, you know, a bunch of times throughout the season that just ends up opening up the rest of his uh, the rest of his slot. So in a slate where I don't necessarily love a lot of the center options, unless you're specifically loading up on on Sabonis in that uh, Sacramento Phoenix game, I do think I might find myself with a little bit of exposure to Chet, just just given how things are, are potentially going, and also the fact that without Zubats, the Clippers are likely to be pretty undersized on the on the inside there. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, as far as the uh, the Clipper side is concerned, though, I know you mentioned that Harden is likely to be uh, a pretty popular pick as far as uh, you know, his price tag is concerned. And kind of given the fact that they are all pretty much in the same range, I don't think you could necessarily go wrong. I, I do think Kawhi is probably the safest pick of the three to be able to go ahead and uh, load up on there, just given the fact that he is consistently getting the most amount of shots. He's consistently finding himself with uh, a little bit more of the uh, ball handling responsibility as well alongside uh, James Harden. So you know, Paul George has kind of been relegated to being a little bit more of a uh, go go ahead and get as many shots up as you can, but not necessarily getting a lot of uh, a lot of other things. And it does help that he's had what I think 23 three point attempts in the last two games, which he has nailed uh, nearly 50% of those. So that obviously helps a lot as far as his 
uh, fantasy upside is concerned from a pure kind of offensive standpoint. But uh, I do think Kawhi is probably the one who I'll end up uh, leaning it with a little bit more. Uh, on, on the other side, I think people might get a, a little uh, potentially a sneaky look at, at Russell Westbrook as well, just purely given the fact that uh, you know, if he can find himself similar in, into that uh, situation, not necessarily from a minute standpoint, just kind of the time in which he got the opportunity to play. Obviously, he still has the same upside. His price tag is uh, is low enough, in my opinion, where you could potentially take a, a bit of a flyer on him and not necessarily be worried uh, too, too much about uh, him being a complete another bust. You know, we talk about revenge from one side. Westbrook also does uh, enjoy having the, uh, the matchup against the OKC. Had the one earlier in the season where he ended up dropping 37 DK points in about 28 minutes in that one as well. So a lot to like uh, as far as his uh, potential opportunity to be able to do well. And 5900 isn't the worst possible price tag there. And then finally, uh, you already mentioned uh, Michish is a potential kind of value pick on there. I'm also going to uh, throw my uh, hat in the ring from a uh, value pick of, uh, of an Isaiah Joe on here as well. Not again, I don't necessarily love his... Uh, his upside, just given the fact that uh, he is very much a uh, an offense first player in the sense that if his shot is going, and some of the other things can come come across with it. He usually can be pretty decent from a uh, from a stocks perspective as well for for his position over there. But again, it's just one of those things where I think we've looked at a, a couple of price tag options there. And if everything works out from a Denver Philly standpoint, you're going to be able to get all your value over there. So get uh, get some of your more expensive uh, mid tier and studs on this side, but. Yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much where I'm looking at as far as this game is concerned. So, yeah, we're at the end of a interesting three-game slate over here. A lot to potentially look at. Definitely keep an eye out on that injury report and the overall kind of report on who's going to be uh, playing this game and who isn't from perhaps even a rest perspective. As always, sportsethos.com is where you want to get yourself subscribed for that content and getting access to our Discord, giving you unadulterated access to all the DFS pros who spend their days and nights just living and breathing this stuff. So you definitely want to get yourself into that opportunity to give yourself the best chance of being able to go ahead and take down some of these GPPs. As always, if you want to chat with me and tell me about what you think as far as these matchups are concerned, where your focus is going to be, you can hit me up on Twitter, on Instagram at HAK underscore devil and talk to me about how you're going about approaching this slate. And uh, Kenny, as always, where can the good people find you? Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter at OrangeDFS. I'm always talking about all levels of basketball from EuroLeague to NBA to NBL. I mean, I even watched a little bit of CBA um, this week. So whenever you want to talk basketball, just hit me up. I'm more than willing to talk about it. Love it. All right. Well, as always, you can hit us up where wherever that is and make sure to keep getting us on uh, sports ethos and keep commenting on everything that you're finding there but until then uh, my guy Ramiz and i will see you tomorrow for the slate that is going to take over all of wednesday but until then let's go ahead and take down some of these gpps